Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as she travels the Vortex and yippee ki robots, it's episode 410. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I would forgotten about that line until you just said it. <laughs> Did anybody do a moment of, like, it was gonna, like he was going to say the classic line from Die Hard? And I thought, wait, you can't do that. <laughs> I wondered how he was going to paraphrase it as had, soon as it I, started coming yeah, out. I had a moment of, <laughs> is he going there? No. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. No way. Show. It's not the Christmas special. But it was neat. <laughs> Did you guys have a good week? Well, not bad. Do anything oh, fun? I was off all week, so most of my week was spent getting stuff done around the house. How was your staycation? It's good. Did you get lots of stuff done around the house? I spent most of it doing stuff around the house. Did you get a lot of stuff done around the house? Um, not as much as I'd like, but that's kind of isn't that always the case? Always. <laughs> um, no, just cleaning up, getting ready for family for Christmas and stuff like that. Doing a little patchwork repairs here and there, things that have gone far too long. Have a garage sale? No, no, we don't do those in the winter. I don't know why, but we don't do it in the winter. There's no competition. That's right. Very little, anyway. Of course, there's also not people in the mood to go garage selling either. So, uh, unless it's a heated garage, yeah, everything's inside, not right. in the driveway. I'm still chugging along on my Christmas Carol watching. Although I, I kind of I stalled out at the end of the week because I thought you know I want to want to pace myself and not burn myself out. But uh, but I got um, the Albert Finney musical. Out of the way, which I thought I had seen all of, but apparently I hadn't because I didn't realize that Scrooge actually goes to hell in that one. <laughs> uh, and I forgot that Alec Guinness was the ghost, was Marley's ghost. So, and he hams it up. My gosh, it's a performance I've never seen out of Alex or Alec Guinness ever. I watched Mickey's Christmas Carol. I also listened to the 1974 album, uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, that the film, the 1984 film, is based on. Uh, which I didn't realize that I knew they had done one, but I didn't realize it was so closely tied. I mean, obviously it's based on Christmas Carol, <laughs> but it had the uh, Disneyland record performers, and it's got Scrooge as you know, and, and Bob Cratchit as Mickey Mouse. But they they change up some of the characters. The witch from um, Snow White is uh, the ghost of Christmas yet to come, I believe. Um, it was interesting to to listen to that. Um, I watched Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol because <laughs> that was a childhood favorite. And plus, I'm kind of occasionally trying to get away from the films. But Did I see that you went and saw a movie, too? I did. I went and saw Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Or Grindelwald, depending <laughs> on who pronounces it in the movie. Yeah, as I say, half of them would say Wald and half of them would say Bald. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Jude Law is amazing. <laughs> He's a really good Dumbledore. I felt like it's two books crammed into one movie even though there's no books right <laughs> it's way it, it paces along way too fast to the point where i feel like i feel like big chunks are being left out of this it expanded the mythos in a way that i didn't see coming and i i like that i think that's good i'm glad she's the one that jk rowling's wants writing these yeah we didn't watch anything a charlie brown christmas <laughs> so tried to see if jimmo was interested she wasn't yeah <laughs> i saw robin hood Oh, well, how's that? It was all right. It's a fun action movie. It's not a very good Robin Hood movie. <laughs> One with uh, Taron Egerton and uh, Ben Mendelsohn. 
and Jamie Foxx. I wonder if Mendelssohn's tired of playing villains yet. <laughs> just, That's all he plays. He's, he's, yeah, it's kind of his shtick. But um, it's uh, wildly historically inaccurate, but I don't suppose you really go into these things looking It's for... historically inaccurate? Yeah. Considering it's fictional. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, that version of Robin Hood was historically inaccurate. <laughs> for, for, for even the time frames in which it's purported to be said. I've heard it's pretty inconsistent of when it's supposed to be said. Well, it, it opens in the Crusades again. Okay, cool. But the Crusaders are invading like it looks like Call of Duty. They're 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 covering each other with bows and arrows, but moving like a squad of it's steampunk medieval. Yeah, um, and then uh, they round a corner and get ambushed by a machine gun crossbow. It was all right. Did you see anything else? I started watching the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Scruggs, whatever the the Western is. Um, It's a series of vignettes, basically little short films. And so far, none of them have anything to do with any of the others other than their whole Western. And uh, the first one is absolutely amazing. It's a singing cowboy story. And uh, Tim Blake Nelson is is hysterical. It's really good. Um, The second one was pretty good. The third one fell off a little bit, but was still kind of cool. And it's just, it's full. I mean, Liam Neeson's in it. It's just shock full of these people. Um, and it's really kind of a, it's, it's good so far. All right. Well, should we move on to news? Let's. So the BBC have confirmed that Doctor Who will not return for a full series next year. But Boo. it said we'll be back in early 2020. Boo. There's other details that I'm not going to reveal because some could consider them spoilers. Really? Yeah. They announced more than that? Yeah. I guess I didn't read the article. <laughs> Casting. Oh, yeah. No, we don't want to know that. Of who's going to be in the next season? What do you guys think of the year gap? No, it's it's tough on a fan, but I don't. I'd it seems to be how Chibnall operates because yeah. he would take a year off between Broadchurch seasons. Yeah. Also, it's it's the reality of it. It's how a lot of British producers do because television over there is 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 a writer's medium. The the it's there's fewer people that are working on it and putting it together and making sure that it runs. And at least those of us in America are used to producer driven television right. where you have to have a full 26 episode season and it comes back three months later after it goes on hiatus for the summer and so we're used to that and, and while doctor who has been an anomaly in the past that it's it has almost been on yearly since 2005 we've had some breaks obviously and some excruciating wait waits waits in uh, specials years but um I just I can't fault him, and maybe it's because I'm used to British television and waiting for something to come around two or three years later. I I actually and when think, we had a year break between series ten and series eleven, and I mean, right, exactly. I just it, it I think it allows creative creative people to cultivate better storytelling and better stories, and if they need a little extra time to do it, I mean we waited through we just waited through a, a long wait for right. 13 to 
to start. So it's not going to be any different than this past year was. And I we disagree. have lots of we have lots of Doctor Who to talk about. Yeah, not going to stop this podcast. I just look at it and I think there is so much big finish and books and comics. There's so much Doctor out Doctor Who out there to keep me occupied for a year that. Just, you know, bring it on. Let's let's take a year off and let's get some really good, you know, 13th Doctor uh, series coming next year. Okay, that part I can't disagree with, <laughs> but I fundamentally disagree with everything you said before. Um, yes, in America we have the, the, the 26 episode, 24 episode season, which I think is a mistake. Which I we're getting, a lot, they're getting away from. They're getting away from it finally, which is, thank goodness. And longer gaps, too. Because... It, it doesn't make sense to try and cram that. We, we've all had, we've, you, you've heard the term filler episode. Okay, well, if, if you have a filler episode, you have a problem structurally with your season because you shouldn't have to write a filler episode. <laughs> that means filler. It means you don't need it. Um, so I'm very much in favor of shorter seasons, a 10-episode or a 12-episode season. Um, that's the way to do it. But the the annual runtime i'm fine with I, I i you know even the kind of shifting around within the, the the schedule that this season started in april and this one starts in october and this one's not going to start until next december and then this one's going to come back in january and it's going to be almost a year in between as long as we get it within that year time frame okay yeah i'm going to deal with it because at least it's still coming when you have a show like oh i don't know sherlock that takes a break and it's two or three years before the next season comes out. It feels like you kill the momentum. The The show effectively dies and the fan base is sitting there going, when is it coming? And the non fan base has forgotten about it and moved on. They're on to something else. And whether you're going to get them back when it comes back is anybody's guess. Now, with something like Doctor Who, yeah, you probably will because it's a big enough name that it's okay. The fans are going to be there and the non-fan base will probably come and hang out and go, oh, Doctor Who's back on. But it just we, we just had a year off, as you pointed out, and we weathered it because we're fans. But that was because we had a complete changeover. We have a new Doctor, we have a new ship, we have a new crew, we have a new cast, we have new everything. I expect them to take a year off because of that changeover. But now you've got all the pieces in place. You shouldn't need another year off. I think you, you should do. be ready to go. I think well, you do, and, and I think the reason being is because I think when you say you guys should be picking back up in you know six months, eight months, not a year and uh, four months or three months, I think that the problem is I think that's a that's a selfish way to look at it from a fan point of view because these are these are actors and actresses that you know, want to do other projects. And I think that's the nice thing about the British format is, is giving them time in between the regular gigs of Doctor Who. It gives them more time to do other projects. I think that's the reason why you see, especially now, the revolving door of, of actors and characters on American ser- series is they get burned out or they they mm-hmm. get tied into a contract where, oh, I can't go off and do this movie or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm expect, you know, I, well, I expect more money from you because I'm going to stay on and do, you right. know, 26 right. fullest season episodes. So I think it's, it's kind of, it's, I'm not calling you selfish, but I think that's from, from a fan point of view, that's a selfish look. And I think I admire the British, uh, television performance system where actors have a lot more free. That's why you see 
Martin Freeman in 15 different projects or Benedict Cumberbatch in 15 different projects or, you know, Dame Judi Dench in 15 different projects. And you get to see her all over the place because they're not tied into a stringent schedule of we have to produce Doctor Who every year and we have to have, you know, 13 episodes, you know, the 10, although, you you know, you pointed out that it doesn't bother you that it's a shorter season. But I think that I I think that you're going to get longevity and uh, better expectations out of your actors when they're happy and they're able to have more freedom to do what they want to do and bring back a really good product. And I don't think uh, any momentum killer is going to stifle that. What will happen is you will have continual burnout of of a smaller staff. Like I say, it's it's a writer, it's a writer. Uh, based system over there. It's not a producer-based system, so you're going to have a lot more burnout over there, and you're going to. I think the product will suffer because of that. So I I disagree. And by all they, by all reports, gonna lose it's a very demanding tomorrow. show to create. So they also deserve a break. I think they shouldn't have to think, jump right into the production and, and, production and, 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 and of no, the next no, series. No, nobody's nobody's but. saying that I want you know I don't want somebody standing over Chibnall and Company with a whip going okay, get back to your typewriter. They deserve to have a hiatus. Absolutely, they should have a hiatus, but you don't need a year. Well, but it's not gonna. It's it feels like a year to us, but it won't be a year for them because they will go into pre-production and production. And if it's early twenty twenty, they're gonna be start shooting mid next year. Well, to to be fair, Keith, you just shift them. It's still a year. It's just because they wrapped up shooting all well, of this. That's stuff, true. You know, but then you six have pub- ago, you have publicity so. to well, do that's, afterwards, that's true, yeah. and just because they finished filming doesn't mean they're finished the working clock, on right, it. Right. And going back to the actor thing, Bradley Walsh is also a big name in the UK, and so I'm sure a lot, some of it has to do with scheduling of making sure they are available to do what they can do. It's part of why Sherlock had such long waits because. <laughs> Benedict and Martin Freeman skyrocketed as stars, and as Jody gets bigger in and the bigger, US, that's yeah. that's what happened for for yeah. Sherlock. Is yeah. those guys became predominant stars in the U.S. and that and Hollywood demands of their time in greater ways than yeah. the BBC or ITV or any of the smaller you know television companies. Have and as Jody's star continues to rise because she's such a great actress, the more of that. <laughs> possibility there is i think the other thing you have to consider is and i don't i'm not advocating them taking it away from the bbc or or moving the production somewhere else but when you're talking about federally funded television and x amount of dollars and you're putting americans are putting demands on and i this is strictly from because the 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 biggest the reason i'm going this road is because the biggest outcry that i've heard and it's because i'm in america are Americans that are that are infuriated that we have to wait a year, and there's not a lot of my British friends or, or talk on the British side of go because this is the norm for them, and so I always have to bring it around to it is the BBC's product, it is them funding it. You're doing very little to fund the core show. Yes, you're paying for advertising, you're paying, but you're paying for BBC Worldwide in order for it to spread out merchandise and play in BBC America. So. I uh, it, it's it's their baby it, it ultimately and so when you're starting to put demands on another country whose country produces television for your entertainment I think you have to be very careful what... oh, I'm not demanding anything I'm just not in favor of their decision oh no I'm not, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm using you as a springboard to kind of Sure. Megaphone no, against you. some of the fans are, that are really getting venomous about it well you know and, and that's something that as as fans 
and and I'll put this out as, as the disgruntled fan in the room. I'll throw this out I'm there. Say since you hate Jody Whittaker, I don't know why yeah, you a, care why how long you have to wait for her to come back so fast. You'll just have to look at those um, ankles again. Yeah, I'll get to that when we get to our review. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she finally walked through tromping through a pond. Talking about her waders that she didn't bring with her. Like, yeah, get. but her, pant, her bottom of her pant legs weren't wet. The rest of them yeah, were. they were. So were her ankles. Not as bad <laughs> as the companions. It's true. <laughs> so were her ankles. Um, if you know, yes, we're fans. We're going to complain about stuff that comes with, with 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 the label, but don't don't be starting petitions. Right. Don't go and call the BBC and say. I'm so angry. I want you to put Doctor Who back on next year. Give him a break, guys. Come on. I, I, I'm, Besides, I'm a, that's not going to do any good. Yeah. I, first of all, they're going to hang up on you and not listen to you. Secondly, a petition, they're going to go, okay. I mean, oh, great. They want us. We can do whatever we want and take as long as we want. You got 10,000 signatures. Big deal. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't do any good. It doesn't matter. You, you make your voice heard. Well, no, you didn't really do it. It just it it, it 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 makes you feel better is what it does. It makes you go look. I've got X number of people that agree with me, and right. you're all shouting into the void at the same time. Right. The bottom line is the show is coming back. That's what we're happy about because it didn't get canceled. Okay, fantastic. Do I am I happy that I have to wait a year? No, and for the reasons that I listed, I I do. I think it's a momentum killer. I, I think it you know especially coming off of a renewal. Uh, coming off of this big hype for, you know, new doctor and new this and new that, um, new logo. I mean, the, the the whole relaunch. It feels like it seems really weird to me that they would pause and take a collective breath and wait a year. I I, I don't think it makes marketing sense. I don't think it makes business sense. I don't think it, you strike while the iron is hot. Well, and just, this, if anything, it. It feels like maybe they don't have the greatest confidence in the show at this point. That's one of the things that I'm worried about. I don't see where you would get that from because the ratings have been better all this year. No matter how many complaints that people have been, they've still been tuning launching, in to watch. They're still tuning in to watch, and this has still been a better season than Capaldi's season. Oh yeah, all around two seasons now, all around. So. Yeah, I don't think no, the, rate, the, I don't rate, think the numbers are there. I don't think they're worried. It's been in the top nine. Every episode has been the top nine uh, shows of the week uh, over there. So I don't think they're worried about. But ratings. but in a way that proves my point because why would you sideline a top ten show to they find also, an, find another they also top don't think ten of it show? That way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they also don't. They just don't approach their TV making as, oh look, this is really popular. Let's make more so we can make tons of more money. Right, because they aren't going to make tons more money on it. They're right. just going to get the same amount that they get from TV licenses and dole that out to different franchises. Right. I say put them, mm. let them go on break because I think also what will happen is if you let if you let them go, I think Chibnall got the visual episodes that he got this year by trimming it back by a couple episodes because he could spend a little more money. I think also give him a year for the BBC to not decide to down their budget in order to give it to something else, you know, that maybe isn't for at least that's, this is a selfish thing, but isn't as good as Dr. Who. Uh, I think you've, when you're talking about money being doled out from the BBC, I think that uh, you're better off giving them a year off so that they can. That's fair. I, I have no idea how 
the the pie is divvied up you know when the bbc sits there and says okay we have x number of dollars we're going to give so much to come dancing and so much to coronation street and so much to their yeah I don't, i'm probably not even listing shows that are on these networks yeah, but strictly come dancing and coronation street. Uh, you know and and so much of this and then oh we're going to give so much to dr who and you say well wait a minute if i wait until 2020 can i have a larger slice of pie oh yeah we could do that okay if i'm in that room then right. maybe i'm looking at that pie going well i'd rather have a bigger slice of pie so that's true i don't know how the inner workings are there and i'm just putting a scenario out there i don't i'm not sure that that's i'm not sure that that's how it would work either but it just seems to me that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes i think that led to that that's there's the a three-legged thing. sack race on the top floor of television <laughs> now, center <laughs> the, be, the best the best thing that they did though i think you were talking about with the the relaunch and the and the, the rebranding and all this thing the, the the best thing that they probably did was rebrand everything across the board so as classic stuff's coming out as Big Finish is releasing things, as the comic books are coming out, and they, you see that fresh new logo, that keeps that fresh in the mind of people uh, that, that of the series, of the new series, of the TV series that's going on. And I think that helps with their branding to keep that on the forefront. If we were, we still had Diamond logo on things, that may not be as fresh in mind of, of, of people. They'd especially see it and say, oh, look, there's that old show. Yeah, that yeah. weren't diehard fans. So I think that was a smart thing to do, that, to change the branding across the entire uh, franchise so that they, that, that at least keeps that logo in mind. And that makes you think of, of new series Doctor Who. So I think that was That's a true. good idea. All right. Well, what else? Well, that Speaking logo. Speaking of classic, then that logo on it is going to be uh, an animated version of the Macra Terror <laughs> coming yeah. in March 2019. Uh, right, let me get your guile up, though. When you put that DVD in the shelf in the slot where Macra Terror goes, it's going to have the new Doctor Who logo. Same, on the, oh yeah, it is. same the as the Tom Baker season. So you know that's true. <laughs> if you pull out those individual DVDs and there. put Tom's yep. in. Or any of the other seasons that are coming out. There's just one more spine issue there for you, Sean. <laughs> He'll print off one and slip it in. It'll be all right. I'll make you one up. Well, eventually they're going to release the Omni rumor come true, and they'll all be on Blu-ray, so yeah. <laughs> then they'll all match. Right, right, right. Except for Shada. <laughs> they're, they're always going to keep that one different for some reason. <laughs> Uh, Shot out of the five doctors. So yeah, One of them Mac- have a different color spot. Macra Terror. I'm excited yeah. about that. I think that's an interesting choice. I think we're going to get a lot more details coming because there's not a whole lot about what's going to be on the disc. Or I think I think I saw Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, no U.S. announced date yet. Yeah. So it's just U.K. so far. How interesting that of, of I mean obviously we still have a lot of lost stories to go through, but that's one of the ones that we have done and. I'd have to go back and listen to the show to remember exactly what we what I, what we said about it, but I, I kind of think we we came down on liking it, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, I don't think there's um, been a lost story we haven't liked. Yeah, but um, you know why they animated this one? Big scary monsters, crabs. Yeah, yeah. Big, oh, yeah. big big yeah. scary monsters. I mean, real realistic. You did the Highlands. I mean, yeah, because that would be the next one that would make sense logically. But then the Highlanders is probably not going to happen ever. If it does, it'll be way down the line. There's just nothing interesting about that visually. I mean, from I'm talking from a producer perspective, not from my perspective. Sure. I think yeah. it's, it's gorgeous, but uh, there's nothing interesting. You're for animated the, for the, people, yeah, so. for the average fan, right? There's uh, or for the average viewer. 
there's nothing interesting about um, even like Will in Space. I think that the, the, there's some potential there because they're Cybermen. Yeah. I think you can do that. But uh, that's why Power of the Daleks was uh, animated. It's Daleks. It's got big, moving, scary things. The, the Space Pirates isn't going to get animated soon. The uh, Savages is not going to get it. Uh, the Massacre probably won't. I just Those are stories that when you look at them, it doesn't scream... This is something I can get people's attention with. When you're talking about macro, big, big rubbery monsters, now you can animate and do whatever you want with them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as sorry, as disappointed as I am that Doctor Who's not coming back till 2020, that's how excited I am that we're getting an animated (laughs) macro terror. So, which and really, uh, this fills a gap too, because other than the Highlanders. We now have Power of the Daleks. We have the Moon Base. We have Underwater Menace on DVD. Next is Macro Terror. So it's kind of, it is sequential. It's just, you know, there's a hole in there somewhere. Kind of makes me wonder if they're trying to fill out that uh, first Patrick Troughton uh, series or season in order to put that on the list for Blu-ray season release. Yeah, that could be. Oh, because it would be a season one. Right. It's an interesting thought. Sort of makes me wonder if that's where they're they're going down that road. I don't think we'll see that for a year or two, but I think that might be where they're headed with it. Yeah, very well could be. Well, because we have to get uh, Peter Davison's last season, and then Colin Baker's first season. Yeah, right. (laughs) If we're going to keep doing that, yeah, you're right. (laughs) This weird hopscotch thing. (laughs) No, I think you hit the nail on the head, what was it, last week or two weeks ago? Maybe it was even longer ago than that. Uh, when you said that because you've got seven, it was you. So you got seven years of Tom yeah, Baker to get out there. You got to kind of pace that one out a little faster. So that's an interesting thought. So you, you, you're going to buy Patrick Trouton's first season on Blu-ray when it's released? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though I have most of it already, but you know, at least what's available. It's so weird to look at the DVD shelf and think back to when there was eight. <laughs> that was it and look at it and just kind of bemoan the fact that's all I'm ever going to own of Patrick Troughton is eight eight DVDs that's not the case and now look at it and go wow this is actually kind of filling out a little bit yeah. <laughs> I'll take whatever I can get yeah absolutely alright should we move on to feedback let's move on to feedback our first bit of feedback comes from Jamie Jamie writes, first feedback. Hello, Vortexers. I'm relatively new to your podcast, currently listening to episode 30. Of the handful handful of Doctor Who podcasts that I tried out, yours is the third that I've kept going with. The other two are Lazy Doctor Who and Who Back When. It's been fun listening to your theories on things from the vantage point of the future. Oh, God, I hadn't thought of that. How many times have we been wrong? (laughs) We're probably batting, what, 10? (laughs) 10 wrong? No. no. (laughs) Way more. I mean, if 1,000 is a perfect batting average, we're we're 10. Right. I I don't do the sports analogies very well. Listening to your thoughts on Series 6 from seven and a half years into the future is fun. While it will probably... (laughs) Oh, God. There's even further hindsight than you can even yeah. <laughs> we would have even thought. While it will probably be ages until I get to your reply, unless you send me one separate from the episode, I look forward to hearing it. Jamie, we're coming to you from the future. Don't eat the oatmeal in the cupboard. 
And we're coming from the past. Yeah. By the time Jamie gets to this episode. No, this message is in the future. It's in his future. Yeah. It'll be in his in his future, future but in his future. Yeah. yeah. So. It'll be too late. <laughs> Time travel jokes are irrelevant. A little Who background for me. I got into the series with Matt Smith's first season and have since gone back and watched a large chunk of classic Who, all of New Who at least once, read several novels, read all the collected Doctor Who magazine comics, most of the Titan comics, a huge swath of Big Finish. I'm currently watching my way through Doctor Who in order, including the missing episodes, and am in the middle of Destiny of the Daleks. Nice. Wow, he's trucking through it. Um, the only story that I didn't force myself to watch was The Web Planet, which was too weird for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one that existed. <laughs> My favorite Doctors are 4, 7, 8, and 10. Although 8 has surpassed 4 and 7 because I followed him all the way through Big Finish. Nice. I'm not going to skip around on listening to your podcast, so I eagerly await your reviews of Big Finish. If you're looking for ideas for coverage during the gap between seasons, may I suggest Big Finish's Gallifrey series, featuring Leela, Romana 2, and K-9, Mark 1, and 2. Also, Sean should consider entering Big Finish's Paul Sprague Memorial Short Trips opportunity next year. This link is for last year's contest, and he included it, which Glenn can include in the show notes, in case anybody else is interested. I'm of mixed opinions on Stephen Moffat. However, I'll leave that rant for another feedback. If you have questions for me, it may be a while because I've got 400 episodes still to get through, <laughs> unless you send me an email reply. Keep up the good work, enjoying the podcast, Jamie. Thank you so much, Jamie. Jamie. I, I got a question for you. Is for, Jamie a guy or a girl? You know, I realized that after I said that, and uh, I, I, I don't know. So I apologize for making the assumption that Jamie is a guy. But well, it's I because don't, don't the weird know. thing is because you guys kept referencing he, and when I first read this feedback, I just immediately thought it was a female Jamie. That's one of those interchangeable words, you know, that, uh, you know. I guess I, because, because of Jamie McCrinnan, I automatically thought of. Yeah, and I think because I know so many female Jamies that I thought, just immediately went in my head that it was a, a, a so coming from the future um, i think i can tell you this i'm, I'm waiting to pull up his face the, the, the facebook account oh, okay good 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 because he sent us a message on facebook I was say too, we could so. we could do one of those things where oh by the way let us know if you're a guy or a girl <laughs> the, the, the first childhood it, friend i had jamie was a male so that's kind uh, of okay. I defaulted that way yeah. but looks like jamie is short for jameson ah all right there you go yeah, but wouldn't that have been fun to say, you know, let's, uh, and then in, in, in three and a half, four years, five years down the road, then we would get a reply. Oh, by the way, I'm a guy. <laughs> Not that that matters. Nope. I don't, there's not a lot of Jamie, female Jamies anymore. There used to be. And now I think about it, all the ones that I know now are, are male. So it's one of those names that. Yeah, I don't know any younger ones. Hmm. Um, should, should we? Um, I don't know. Should we send an email reply just to? Well, you guys reached out. To he he reached out Facebook, to it on Facebook so. too, so we messaged. Although him that Sean way. thought it was two different people at that point, so that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> I do. <laughs> In my head, we have thousands of listeners. So. <laughs> I like to double it. 
So, so does our listener. Um, <laughs> like, I want to say something pithy about you, know, you don't have to listen to us in order. There's just really... It's true, you don't. There, there's, there's, no, because we jumped all over we, the place. We jumped all yeah. over the place and, and did very little. Although it might be a fun experiment to find out, you know, I mean, obviously we lived it in order, but it might be a fun experiment for some people to listen to it, go way back, listen to us in order, just to see how much our, our, our tastes or our views or opinions oh, have changed. That's true. I think when you're mainlining a, a podcast, especially like ours, 410 episodes now, you know, you, you, when you're doing, you know, you might be listening to one a day or one every few days or one a week. You're you're getting a taste of seven years condensed into, you know, a, a short span of a few months. Yeah. You might, <laughs> might notice trends. You might notice trends or you might notice, you know, a change of heart later on where somebody said, well, I didn't like that. And then when they remember back or they look at it again with fresh eyes, they go, oh, you know, it wasn't so bad or this time around or that kind of thing. So it might be interesting to. I remember the, the I'm not going back and listen to all our episodes, but <laughs> I remember the horn years. Yeah. We we yeah. discovered the price is right horn and it seemed like every story got it for like three or four weeks. Just, just from you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we got sound effects. And the golden bow tie. The golden bow tie those days. <laughs> all right. Reminiscing aside, who else do we have? Oh, we have feedback from a longtime listener, Holly. Holly writes. Hey all, what a season finale, and we get a call back to the very first episode of the season with Tim Shaw. Leave it to Tim Shaw to take advantage of a situation and try to get payback. Loved Graham's little nod to Die Hard. Was also chuckling when Graham was telling Ryan not to tell the doc that he shot Tim Shaw in the foot. Also loved the fist bump Ryan and Graham shared. I don't think she's going to mind that all that much. Here's hoping that Tim Shaw won't break out of the stasis station anytime soon. The doctor calling Ryan, Graham, and Yaz, her fan at the, f- her fam at the end, had me grinning ear to ear. The previews for next year for the New Year's Day episode looks really good. I'm a little bummed that we won't be getting new episodes until 2020, but we've gone a year before and we can do it again. I'll wrap it up here, Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. All right, Sean. So that means you have to do a feedback song. She sent one in every episode this week. Yes, she did. Well, apparently, he, he remember he put a caveat. She has to send one for the New Year's episode. Oh, to, yeah. I have no doubt she will. He put the so he should but, go ahead and do the song now. Well, I'm, no, I'm saying he's got a, he's got <laughs> oh. three weeks to write got, the song. Yeah, that's right. And I expect it. it at New Year's. That's yep. right. That's right. As does Holly. Yep. Yeah. All right. And I will get your gift in the mail, Holly, because you completed the challenge. And <laughs> that's right. We'll, we'll, we'll get you something cool out of the prize vault. All right. Well, should we move on to our review? Let's. Well, before we do, if you want to send us feedback like these two did, you can send it to feedback at travelingthevortex.com or if you're on our website, travelingthevortex.com, listening to this uh, this podcast, you can... Yeah, some of those older shows, you have to go to our <laughs> website. The only way you can go to do it. it yeah. uh, you can um, just click on the send us feedback tab and pull it up right there. Hey, Jamie, how did you find us? <laughs> Let us know. Send us some feedback. (laughs) (laughs) In 400 episodes, we'll find out. Four years later. (laughs) Kind of legit. Our version of analytics. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On to our review. On the planet of Ranskorov Kulus lies the remains of a brutal battlefield. But as the Dr. Graham and Yaz 
and Ryan answer nine separate distress calls, they discover the planet holds far more secrets. Who is the mysterious commander with no memory? What lies beyond the mists? Who or what are the ux? The answers will lead the doctor and her friends toward a deadly reckoning. Bum, bum, bum. Mostly. Sean, what'd you hate about this episode? Um, I hated the fact that the plot felt like it was kind of just blatantly ripped off from Pirate Planet and uh, uh, Stolen Earth for uh, Journey Home. Journey's in? Journey's in, that one. Really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't well, get that at all. The, the, I got the Stolen it. Earth Journey's in, yes, I got it. Oh, I got but, the... Oh, they even I, referenced see, I, it. I got the... I got the uh, 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 it's been too long since I've seen Pirate Planet. I got Planet. the Pirate Planet vibe when they talked about the planets being stored in the little crystal things. Oh, okay. And yeah. so that I, but I got that vibe. But it wasn't like I didn't go. Oh, you, you totally ripped out. I got okay. That's well, just the fact that the, 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 I mean, the rest of the story is completely different. It's not a, it's not a crazy mania, megalomaniac uh, guy that's wanting to be. Well. Go- oh God! Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way, called it. <laughs> Um, I like the idea of a very worthless villain coming back and suddenly being in a position of great power and it really being the Doctor's fault that they have attained this. It would be the equivalent of if Syl suddenly was Emperor of the Universe and, you know, it was like, <laughs> oh, wow, I kind of screwed that up. And as fans, we'd all be going... What? You know, that they suddenly made this quivering comic relief character fun, uh, uh, you know, menacing. Um, I wish it hadn't been Tim Shaw because, man, he sucked as a villain in the first episode. And <laughs> quite honestly, he kind of sucked as a villain in this one. Um, <laughs> just, he was really scenery chewing. Yeah. Give him the Darth Vader mask and let him go. Okay. But um, so I, I like the concept of it, um, but I, it just with any other villain, I think it would have been better off. Uh, I like Mark Addy. So I wish did. Mark Addy would have had more to do, yeah, and more of the f- story would have focused on Mark Addy. I think that's my problem with it. Is it there were such great ideas, and I liked the setup so much that once the Tim Shaw reveal comes, it feels like it's a Oh, okay. We're just going to tie up this loose end now. And it feels bit. like we drop everything else to do that. And as, since I didn't care about Tim Shaw the first time, I didn't care about him this time. <laughs> Even with the, the the ox who was such a cool idea for a species and could have been a very interesting exploration of what they do and how they do things and how they live so long and all of this other stuff that they just barely scratch the surface on because, you know, teeth face needs the power. Yeah. You're not wrong. I agree with that. <laughs> um, well, so like I was genuinely worried once again that they were going to do something bad with Graham. Like, I did like the fact that while Graham got closure a bit last week. I like that it really feels like they have complete closure between him and Ryan on Grace's death. I feel like that is now fully behind us and while it will 
I'm sure we'll get callbacks and references because, you know, it's the two of them together and there's always going to be that there, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be as heavy moving forward anymore. And I'm, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, um, I, I appreciate the fact that he warned the doctor just flat out. If I see him, I'm going to kill him. And the doctor not really not quite responding the way I would have expected. I would have, I, I, I thought we'd get a bigger speech. I thought we would have got a bigger, a bigger, not talking down moment, but a bigger building him up moment that you're better than this. Um, or at the very least a pulling Ryan aside and warning him, <laughs> don't let him do anything silly. I think she knew that he wouldn't be able to go through with it. Maybe. Because she wasn't... She told him to go back to the TARDIS, but she wasn't very adamant. She could have really convinced him or forced him somehow to go back, and she didn't. See, I I don't know. I, I think she had a potentially false hope that he wouldn't do anything. And ultimately, it paid off that he didn't. But I think that I think she had some doubt in her mind that he might crumble too. So I don't know the way the way it was played off. Anyway, it made me think that she was kind of second guessing whether to get more adamant about him going back to the TARDIS or not, but also respecting him as a as a person, realizing I can't force you to do anything. And so I kind of get the impression that she was a bit torn as to whether she believed ultimately he would do something or wouldn't. But uh, at least that's the way it was portrayed to me, or I felt it was portrayed. It almost would have been interesting if she had sent him back to the TARDIS, thinking that that would have sidelined him. And then later in the episode when she calls the TARDIS with the remote and then actually winds up bringing him into the middle of the, you know, Oh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. I don't know. Maybe that would have been a cool. But anyway, I, I'm I'm ultimately happy with the way it turned out. Um, when they finally get the confrontation, and Graham is actually kind of badass about it, which was cool. Um, and Tim Sale, you know, he says, "You killed my wife," and Tim Sale says, "Good." There's a brief moment there where you're kind of like, "I'll just go ahead and shoot him." Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> I thought the same thing. But the problem is. Tim Shaw is such a worthless villain that I couldn't even be that mad at him. I really was just like, nah. <laughs> like, if they had built him up better, if he was a worthwhile bad guy, I should have been salivating over that, get him, Graham. I should have been siding with Graham at that point to, to want this guy dead. I should have really been struggling with the, I want you to shoot him, and yet I know you can't. Because I'll really be heartbroken if you do. And instead, I was like, eh, <laughs> just because don't waste your energy on this guy. He's so yeah. worthless. So then they shot him in the foot. And it was kind of like, okay, yeah, that'll work. It's you know, comic relief because that's what he is. He's just such a worthless bad guy. Um, which, again, seems odd that we have this. And I, I think that's maybe tonally is why I, I go back to Pirate Planet because not only do we have... The, I was teasing earlier. Yeah, it, it very much had a lot of the the trappings of a pirate planet. Yeah. Even even I mean even the fact that the uh, you know planet being weaponed and 
the even to the point where how you had to get from the planet itself to the temple yeah. it just had that vibe of going through the uh whatever that transduction champ uh, tunnel was or whatever it was that they had to get to the yeah. uh, the, the the ship yeah i just I, I i saw all those little glimpses too and i thought oh wow but to me it was more you know i did i wasn't soured on the fact that i thought oh that you've you've stole this it was more of a oh i kind of feel like you were channeling this as much as maybe mark maybe more so or less so than mark gaddis was doing with victory the daleks you know writing homage to power the daleks you know so. right yeah maybe it was meant as an homage maybe i should look at it that way um because just you know tonally putting that much because that's one of the cool things about pirate planet is that this thing is such an amazing you know that the the, the the planet is jumping around consuming other planets just to feed energy into the time dams to keep this woman alive in that split second of time. That's an immense amount of power to be put in the hands of these idiots. Right. <laughs> you know? And that's kind of what Tim Shaw had. Oh, he, yeah. He had this immense... You've got planets condensed down to these little... And it's you? Really? I mean, it's kind of the same. So I think totally... Well, even just what these the, the species could do, because obviously it's them being able to do most of it and it's just whatever his technology kind of channels it the fact that he has this these two people that worship him as a god and they have these immense powers and this is what he's doing with it he's stealing planets so and i like the fact well that we, he was stealing planets in order to become a ruler yeah change reality and become a god yeah i mean he, he needed the fuel to do it he needed the fuel to change time and reality and rip a you know rip a, a hole in the time space time continuing I, I i can't i can't fault his motivations for doing it it was a it was a process he probably should have done it a little faster since he had what nine thousand years in order to right. do it <laughs> three three thousand four hundred and seven oh three thousand years to do it so yeah i suppose the seven really crawled yeah that's right <laughs> um i i uh I like the fact that the the way that we jury rigged this thing together, that your power with his tech and the TARDIS's dematerialization to put everything back. I was like, okay, that's cool. I was a little surprised that we finally got with with a, with a season finale that we kind of had that big world threatening <laughs> nod to Russell T Davies, you know, season finale world ender kind of thing, and there was no shot. I kept waiting for the shot of panicked crowds on London streets <laughs> as the sky went red and thousands of people screaming and running. And it, we never got it. It was just the overhead. There's Earth. And it was like, yeah. okay. I was kind of grateful we didn't. I know. It was yeah. just kind of, okay. It was a nice change from, yeah. I kept waiting for it. It never showed up. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, there were a lot of little things like that that I thought it was it was, it was was well handled with, uh, with things like that. Um, Tim Shaw, though, <laughs> keep coming back to that. Um, I still feel like, and and maybe because the the main thrust of the season has been uh, Graham, felt like it's been, it's been fairly Graham focused, uh, and his relationship with Ryan. I really feel like Yaz has kind of been sidelined. Yeah, not, she's had a couple of episodes, but not, nothing to the amount yeah, of Brian she, and Graham. She's, she's there, but just not really there enough to really warrant um, 
being there. So I'm kind well, of she always hoping... gets nice things to do. It's just not a a plot of things yeah. to do. She got teamed up with Mark Addy to go, you know, solve whatever they were going to go do. And well, and she's there. She stands by the doctor and tells her, "I'm not leaving. I'm with you." And yeah, yeah. She, she gets, gets those moments. She gets so, great yeah. stuff to do. It's just not focused on her. She's more yeah. supporting Again, things to you've do. You've got four people and yeah. you're spreading it out through them. Uh, you got four people in your TARDIS and you've got to give everybody some time. So I, I can't fault them for that, especially since they're all coming back next season and there'll be more <gasps> opportunities. Spoilers! There'll be more opportunities <laughs> for um, uh, them to, you know, delve into her character a little even more. So that's, I mean, why, that's why I'm hoping yeah, is that yeah. we'll get a yeah. little bit more for yeah. next season. Was that the spoilers you were holding yeah. out on? Are you kidding me? That was in, that was the main crux. Some of that people thing. would get mad about oh, it. Oh no. Everybody's coming back They're You're spoiled. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't realize what, that's what you're holding what you're out saying on. is they all survived new years. And they all survived. New years. Well, thanks for spoiling new years. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose next you're telling me that the Daleks are probably in the new year special. I'm not going to tell you that because it's only been alluded to or hinted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, especially next season, since I think a lot of the Grace storyline is done, I think they'll have a bit more time to focus on Yaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I wonder too, maybe as you pointed out that Brad, or you, I guess it was Keith uh, that said Bradley Walsh is, you know, he's a big actor, he's busy. Maybe the series was written around his availability and knowing that he has something else lined up that they crammed more Graham into this season, knowing that maybe they weren't going to have as much of him next season. That could be. You know, that, that uh, I suppose could be a possibility. So we'll have some Graham light episodes next year. I don't know. Uh, I guess wild speculation. Yeah, yeah. It's all wild, wild speculation, speculation at this point, but actually, no, it's fact and true and leaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the internet works, right? Right. We right. say it and it's accurate. We say it and it's true. It's fake news. <laughs> But no, yeah, like I said, for the most part, I thought this one was. I, I certainly thought this was a stronger episode than probably half the episodes we've gotten this season. Um, so it's up there in the in in the top half. It was a good way to end the season. Ended on a high note for me. So. See, because of the Tim Shaw stuff, I think I'd probably put it in the latter half. I think the first half of the season was a little bit stronger for me, and basically all the way up to Demons at the Punjab. And then it started kind of going down a little bit. Not very much, just a little bit. And this was kind of among that trend of a little lower for me. This was one of my favorites of the season. I really enjoyed this story. I And I, and I think a little bit because I went into it going, hey, this is very reminiscent of what do they do with uh, uh, the pirate planet. And so I think maybe I went into it going, oh, this is, this is neat. These are concepts that I'm familiar with, but they've changed, you know, scenarios and things like that. I liked Mike, Mark Addy. I love every any time he shows up at anything. Um, I love him. I I do agree that I think that he could have been utilized a little more, um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed the concept of the character losing your you know memories because of the the way the planet you know the physics and the fundamental elements of the planet. Uh, the fact that all of these you find out later that all this these fleets came here in order to stop what was going to happen here, and none of them could. Um, I, I wasn't even bothered by Tim Shaw. I, I agree. In the first episode, I really felt that he was kind of a weak villain. And I kind of wondered what they would do with him. I thought that this was much better than anything I anticipated they would do with a weak villain. I thought plopping him on this planet where you have these uh, this race of two people <laughs> that uh, structurally believe in everything is about their faith. 
and to plop him down and them misguiding them as him being this creator that they believe in but have never seen they only serve uh tricking them and duping now that was a great concept and something that i think was very much in the character of tim shaw to do and so that worked for me um yes i agree i think maybe the characterization was a little over the top of senior chewing but i almost expect that from that megalomaniac persona in in anything that i watch that 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 figure in well and, and in so, fairness too because he's a you know covered in latex you have to emphasize emphasize yeah. everything yeah. Um, so so i was okay with that i did i did recognize that it was happening but i was okay with that because i really felt like this is that big climactic series finale so you've got to kind of have Maybe somebody a little over the top. You need a John Sim doing the master in, in end of time. You know, it's not like Davros ever overacted. Well, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I was quite all right with that. Um, I liked the the this the whole heroism thing, and I think the Graham thing was was amazing because at the beginning of this episode, I really kind of felt like there was a chance he was going to go in there and try to kick his butt and kill him. And he, the way that that uh, Bradley Walsh portrayed it made me believe that he really was convinced himself that he wasn't going to hold back, that he was getting his revenge. And uh, even though in the back of my mind I kept thinking, I don't, you know, just don't think he'll be able to bring himself to do it. It was nice to get to that realization when he when he does when he finally realizes, you know, I can't do it because I am, you know, the better man. Or the flip side of that that I was also worried about is that he would rush in and try. And die. And die. Yeah. And that they would kill him off. That was She even part. has that line, if you even survive. Yeah. I was, which almost felt like foreshadowing, which I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah, I was worried about that, too. Yeah, I was never too concerned about that. But I don't Only want, because you, I don't, you knew they were coming back next year. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know that until today after, and, and I saw the episode yesterday. So, okay. yeah, no, I knew that after. Um, so, and then uh, I just, I, I like the, the, the little ryan and graham moments i'm glad that that ryan had the had the conversation with him and really was kind of the i think he was the convincing factor uh i think he he said enough to make graham realize that ultimately he's not that kind of guy and that yeah even though you know and, and graham having the conversation you know what grace was she was tough she was tougher than you or i just the the, the interplay between the the dialogue there and the relationship i thought was really really good and i love the fact that when when uh, when Ryan says, you know, I love you, and he 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 takes a beat, and then he looks at him like, did you just really say that? And he was like, what did you say? And he, you know, of course, then they go on. And he says, well, the, I'm not going to say it again. I'm not going to say it again. You heard you heard. You, you heard what I said. I loved that interchange. That was that was another little little uh, uh, momentous moment momentous moment that kind of pushed the momentum of of what they've been doing here. All the way down to the fact that Graham puts his hand out and he does do the fist bump with it. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch on the on the end of the series and that put a nice little bow on everything. After last week him crawling him Granddad, this week him saying "I love you" and then giving the fist bump, which Graham's really wanted this whole time as well. So. Well, and it was funny too because of all the times Graham's thrown it up, it's been not quite the right moment. This one felt very natural. Yeah, that this would did. be the moment you fist yeah, bump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so. I think maybe Ryan realized that. And that's why. Um, no, just just overall, I enjoyed it. I, I had a lot of fun watching it. I thought it was it was really intense at times. I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but it was you know there was some predictability to it. But overall, I I, I was had it had some surprises to it. So, 
I like the uh, two actors that played the orc, orc, ox, ox. ox. Uh, I, I liked Ux, them. I thought the, I thought the characters were well uh, understood, and I thought that that, that both of the actors did a, a great job of convincing me of uh, of those characters. Um, I don't know which one. Special almost, almost Star Trek ish makeup. Yeah, almost a little bit. Um, was it just me? Were these robots the same ones as the ones from they were, episode yeah, two? Those were, yeah, yeah, they were okay. from the Ghost Monument. So it's weird that we had an element from episode one come back and an element from episode two come back. Well, remember, well, remember the Stenza were behind everything yeah. in episode two. It was which his is race. the species. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was Tim Shaw's race. It was behind the the. the it just wasn't him one. specifically. Gotcha. Right, right. You're right. I'd forgotten that. Oh, so it's his tech. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm with you now. It was a good story. <laughs> I liked it. A the lot. guns were the same too. That was a moment I couldn't decide if I liked or not. When the they, they got caught with the robots on both sides and then ducked and they shot each other, it was kind of like... That uh, was very Doctor Who, though. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to allow it. But I, was kind of, I enjoyed that part. Uh, kind of that cliche, but done funnily. Yeah. It, if it's done with the right amount of, of levity to it, I think it, yeah. it works. If it's done in a a really deep serious situation and it's done and then it it's not played for maybe the the lightness that's implied, I think it's done wrong. And I so I think this time they did it right because yeah, they certainly know, it, did. It, it came it came off okay. All right. So uh, okay. anything else to <laughs> to say about this story? I I think uh, overall I've I've enjoyed this th- season. I've enjoyed. Jody Whitaker and I, I Jody really Whitaker the and the companions continue to shine no matter what the episode. Oh, her is. her quantum fam finally too was yeah. a, was a neat moment. I like the um, I, I wonder if it'll be a thing now the um, the remote I can't remember what she called it the remote call that oh that brought the totus tar- the totus the, the totus, totus. <laughs> yeah. that was last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Totus. You know, you know what I really enjoyed was when she walked into the TARDIS and did the clap on. Yes, <laughs> doctors installed a clapper in the TARDIS, <laughs> which you need. I mean, really, who has time to run all the way to the console? Oh, stuff of infomercial. And then legends. when when they walk in, the Ux. And oh, transcendentally transcendental. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of great humor in what normally would be a very serious episode. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, if you uh, want to listen to our show and you want to go back <laughs> to the early days of of this podcast, uh, you can go to our website, find all of our episodes there. Um, only a certain number stream on the, the podcast because there is a cap limit, but you can find us on uh, new episodes on uh, Apple Podcasts, the uh, Music Play Podcast Store. Uh, we're also on Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM. Um, and, of course, uh, every week we ask you to become a patron of the podcast. Uh, every bit of support goes into this podcast. Everything that's uh, pledged and donated there uh, goes 100% into this podcast and it keeps us going. So we appreciate those that are already uh, supporting us and uh, we invite more to uh, join in and, and every little bit helps. You can go to our website, click on that, become a Patreon patron and uh, support us on Patreon. 
if you want to go forward into the future, you can look at our schedule and see what's our coming. Yeah. I'm so I got so used to you not having anything except for well, we're going to watch next week's episode, we and then I just completely there's, left you out this week. Stuff on the there's schedule, stuff on the schedule, and homework. To he do. was all excited to come to this podcast because he's put together a schedule going forward. And then I just left him out. <laughs> no, I figured you were just setting me up. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about this week? Yeah, the schedule. If not, <laughs> until next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sean, what have we got coming up? Sean, what have we got coming up on the schedule? Surprise book review. <laughs> um, we're doing a book review. Uh, we're going to be covering uh, the Candy Jars Lethbridge Stewart Lineage, which is a collection of short stories. Dang. What? I started the other one. I started the wrong one. Yeah, I got it backwards in my head. <laughs> Surprise, book review. <laughs> good, good news, you only got a week. Dang. And it's I only, got about, good, 100, I it's got only a, about 125 pages. I got pages. a good chunk of the other one read, too. Dang it. And we're not done with the 13th Doctor because we're also doing the Titan Comics first two issues of uh, the 13th yeah. Doctor. No, I know. Comic series. So uh, <laughs> you, you've got that as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I just turned the two weeks around, man. And then we're going to uh, do a Lost in Time special on the Celestial Toy Maker. So we get a little. William That's the one I've got to jump on. <laughs> a little William Hartnell action. We'll be covering uh, both the reconstruction and the novelization of that episode, and uh, then New Year's. Wow! Boom, boom, boom. What happens New Year's? Uh, we get a new episode. Oh, it's, it becomes 2019. We are getting some Doctor <laughs> in 2019. We are. <laughs> I really hope that means that this year they will do, you know, like minisodes or something for children in need or Red Nose Day. Trust me, the BBC will do enough to something. keep Doctor yeah. Who on the conscious. That would, that would be a great th- way to, of, yeah, you know, instead of just clips. Now yeah. they have, could actually produce new content for it. I doubt that'll happen, but. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I just said it, so it's true. Ah, well, you know, you could get on the uh, BBC uh, audience panel and. Oh, wait, you're on Oh, there. yeah, that's right. <laughs> wait, Let me recommend that. Uh, uh, Ch- Chimmers wrote uh, P.S., didn't he? Yeah. He did write so P.S., he, he, yeah. he, he's he wrote Pond Life. Or, yeah. No, he didn't write P.S. No, he wrote Pond Life. He wrote Pond Life. So he's done a mini-sode. Hmm. That's so what it five. was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, there, so there's hope is what you're saying. <laughs> See? He's familiar with the format. There's Precedent. A there's a <laughs> Anything else on the schedule that we need to know about? No, it's on the website as well, so you can go and check it out if you want to know when to next it year. It is on here. Oh, my darn. All right, no, I've looked at it. All right, well, if, yeah, that, I did my if, if that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.